Welcome to Try Not to Blink, a podcast about the ups and downs, ins and outs, news, tips, and tricks of those who live the optometry lifestyle. We'd like to thank the amazing people at Valley Contacts who made this podcast possible, makers of Stellar Gas Premium Lenses and the oh-so-incredible custom-stable Scleral Lens. In case you're wondering, I'm on the East Coast. My name is Dr. James Diem, and I'm joined by my talented co-host, a rep in the West Coast, Dr. Roya Habibi. What is up, Roya? Fall is up, folks. Yes. Today, well, technically tomorrow, is the first day of fall. Now, that's, what is that, though? That's the equinox. Is that the equinox? It is the... Would we call it the autumn equinox? Yes, I think it's the fall, autumn equinox. Because I think the first day of meteorological fall was actually September 1st. Intriguing. Yes. Well, I guess then today that means it's the last day of summer officially. Yeah. We'll all shed a tear as we just wax away 2020. It's not the year of the eye exam. It's the year we wish we had the foresight for. Yes. (laughs) It's been a good year for Try Not to Blink. We've had a lot of great success, lots of new listeners, and lots of fun stuff going on, right? Totally. Good. And the summer's been great. Let's be real. Lots Absolutely. of good things this summer. How, what's your highlight from the summer? Highlight from the summer, I know I've said this a bajillion times here on the podcast, but just being home. I mean, I've, I've just been with my family uh, so much more, and, um, you know, as a result, I've just, I feel like I'm, you know part of the family a little bit more than I've ever been. You never really realize, I guess, how much you're, you're missing until you're able to be part of it. So that's been it. Just being here with my family and uh, enjoying our home and just been a lot of fun. How about you? Yeah. So I've gotten, especially now that restrictions are lifting a bit, I've done a little bit of exploring and we Probably one of the highlights was heading to the Olympic National Forest a couple weeks ago. Uh, The only rainforest in the Northern Hemisphere is just three hours away from downtown Seattle. So we rented an RV, RIP Walter Westy, my old RV. We couldn't take him anymore since we sold him last year. You didn't get that one, did you? But No. Walter's somewhere south. Who knows where. Oh, okay. But, um... We we had a blast. It was so fun. And actually, like, usually in the rainforest, obviously it rains, but we got it on a really sunny week. So we got to see all this amazing rainforest, but in nice weather. And so it was a blast. We just, we loved it. It was nice to, after feeling cooped up for so long, be able to still explore and still feel safe. So, yeah, we had a great time. Nice. But a couple, a couple things, a little comic relief for our listeners. I found at end of August, there was a uh, post on optometrytimes.com, but they wrote, here are what your patients tweeted about you in August 2020. And I thought I'd share a couple because I definitely LOL'd a little bit. So here's what I'm going to read a couple of them. You guys tell me what you think. One says, LMAO. My optometrist asked me how many hours a day I spend on my phone and I literally didn't answer and just laughed. She said like, uh, haha, no, really. And I lied and said four hours. (laughs) Um, a couple other ones. Let's see here. Cleaning your glasses before going to the optometrist. Same vibe as brushing your teeth before going to the dentist. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's the same, but maybe putting like <laughs> actually like washing washing your face would be a different one, or putting in fresh contacts. 
Flossing. No? Yes? Yeah. Flossing? I think that's more like fresh contacts is flossing. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do they say? One time I went to the eye doctor and as soon as she saw me, she said, have you ever noticed your left eye is smaller than your right eye? Oh, no. I said, no, I've never noticed. Thanks, Rebecca. You added another insecurity to my list. Yeah, what a B. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I've heard that before, too. Like, people will get a little bit, like, I don't know, offended by comments like that. Do you ever say those things to patients? I want to. Well, you know, it's, yeah, I definitely have said it. I definitely have said it, and I definitely um, have had, you know, moments of, you know, look, you just need to be honest. And, you know, walking the line between just like you get this pass because you're their doctor, and also you need to be a little bit considerate about the ramifications of making somebody self-conscious about something that maybe never really paid attention to, or maybe we're just ignoring. <laughs> so it's... True. I mean, I guess if I'm worried about a ptosis, for instance, like, did you, or something like that. Did you notice that big growth on your eyelid? And they're like, no, that's what I was born with. And it's like, what makes yeah. me unique? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you're like, well, it's no, gross. No, Let's I've... get it cut off. <laughs> right. Does this bother you? I usually say, does it bother you that you have a little freckle it's on your lid? It's bothering lid? me. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, Another one said, one time after I took my glasses off for an exam, my optometrist introduced himself and said, it's good to see you. I replied, I wish I could say the same. He then stopped making conversation with me for the rest of the appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't get offended by that. Anyways, I thought that would be funny to share a couple of those. So I'm going to link if you guys want to go read the rest of them. But it is funny. Sometimes just reading those makes you realize people and how they feel like one example I'll give a friend of mine and all of us have heard this, whether it be directly from the patient or from someone, one of your friends telling you about this, but when people will complain about how much pressure they feel on answering right one or two, like one of my college roommates, she said, every time I go to the doctor, so much anxiety because I'm guessing wrong and they force me to read the chart. And that really has changed how I ask people to read the chart. Like I'll say, just guess for fun instead of saying, do it. Like read the bottom line. Right. I don't know. I feel like it makes a difference. Totally. Anyways. I have, I have something I want to talk about actually. Oh, tell now me. Now that you know, we're mentioning this, do you have a way to, because this just came up today. Do you have a way to talk to patients about buying glasses online? So let me give you the backstory. So my optician came in to me today and he's like, I want to tell you something. I'm not sure if you heard from the practice manager yet that I had a complaint. And I just, I want to let you know, you know, before anybody else lets you know, and I want to, you know, apologize and, and just let you know, you know, kind of where I'm coming from. So I said, well, I appreciate that. Thank you, you know, for letting me know what, what happened. Like, well, it was the other day and I had, you know, this patient come in. It's a patient who I know well. He knows I know them well and he knows them well. It's a family and, uh, uh, you know, mother, father, son, daughter. And they uh, come in and they are, you know, towards the end of the day, I'm not there, just the optician, few staff. And the question is, can you adjust these glasses for my daughter? And he says, absolutely. You know, good to see you guys. How's everybody doing? Getting ready to school, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, starts to adjust the glass, says, oh, you know, these are, 
different glasses. Where did you, where'd you get these? These uh, don't look like glasses you got from us. And uh, they said, well, you're right. We, we actually got them, you know, online. And uh, so he kind of got a little, and I guess he was busy. It was at the end of the day, he was a little flustered to begin with. And he's like, uh, well, you know, he started going on, you know, how about the glasses? There's sometimes, you know, less uh, quality and, and uh, you know, most of them are, you know, kind of inferior products. And, you know, we just, you know, we we really want to always provide you the best products that we can. And that's, you know, why sometimes it's more expensive and, and I think what he said was, you know, doing that kind of cuts into my livelihood. That's what he said. And I guess he really offended the patient, uh, which I can understand. You know, he really kind of was a little bit uh, short. And but also, I guess he felt like he knew them enough to say something that was pointed, but kind of funny. You know, like he said it, at least he said with the intent of maybe seeing like kind of making a joke, you know, um, okay. but really kind of caught him off guard. And I said, well, you know, I, I have the same struggles, you know, in, in the exam lane, I'll say, you know, I would imagine that's much more popular by you people buying stuff online, but it's more and more something, you know, that we deal with and we're working on ways to combat online sales with, um, contact lenses with different, you know, techniques. And uh, we've been relatively successful with doing that. But my point is, you know, the conversation, how do you, how do you go about that in a way that's not uh, offensive, but also lets them know, look, you know, the stuff here is at a premium because that's what it costs us. And we're providing, you know, all the services here and those folks aren't, you know, or do you just say, screw it? You know, I can't, I can't really win that battle. And, you know, some people are going to go and buy stuff online and that's just that. At least for me, the way I like to think about it, I mean, granted, I'm not a practice owner, so like probably my opinion on it is different than a practice owner, of course, but I think realistically people are going to buy stuff online. Yeah. I shop online for everything. I'm going to price shop for everything. And to think that people are always going to p buy it from you because it's you doesn't, isn't legit. It's just not how people shop anymore. Right. So, I take that as a grain of salt in the back of my head. When it's somebody that I think that they should get it from me because the prescription's really high, they have a lot of sale, it's a new progressive wear, whatever, I will literally point that out. I will say, oh, this is your first progressive. If you are going to get just a single pair of glasses for seeing far only, though you're complaining about your near vision, you can do whatever you want with this prescription. But if you're going to get a progressive like we've been talking about, usually I demonstrate what a progressive sort of looks like. Right. I would highly recommend you avoid something like a Costco, a Warby Parker, a LensCrafter, some of the, the online options or, you know, highly marketed options because they're not necessarily going to customize it to you. And I can't guarantee that what I just showed you is what you're going to get right. versus if you shop in my office, I know whatever I get prescribed for you is going to be made the way I want it to. And if it's not, I can guarantee that we can get it that way. Have, have you ever been so offended? Have you ever gotten like to the point where you're like a little, you can feel yourself totally. getting a little like. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it is offensive and I don't think people understand. Like even my parents will go to their eye doctor and then take their prescription to Costco. And I'm like, mom, why are you doing that? And she's like, why does it matter? Costco is really convenient for me. And I was like, but you're Isn't doing, it? making them do all this effort. And <laughs> exactly. She much? just doesn't know yeah. if she knew she probably wouldn't, yeah. especially if the cost is the same. Right. 
So I think that People it's about educating Costco, them. Oh. It's convenient. And here's the thing. Here's what I fully believe. If you make your office extremely convenient, if you, you know, make it convenient to buy, like, there's a lot of new, like, payment plan options that you could provide yeah. through your clinic. There's a lot of new, you know, ways to be creative to communicate with a patient or, like, uh, like Lens Ferry, I think, has an option where you can kind of buy boxes, buy per box, instead of having to buy your whole year supply. Like, there's different ways that you can be creative. Yeah. There's reasons that 1-800-CONTACTS thrives. There's reasons why people go to Costco. And and I can't blame people. There's a reason that Zenny Optical, or not Zenny, though they're called? I don't know. The online one that's super cheap? Or um, Warby Parker yeah, no, is yeah, a thing yeah. that's huge. Right. They're really cool frames. They may not be the best, but honestly, if someone's a minus two and they haven't bought new glasses in years and sleep in their contacts every day because they don't have glasses, I would far rather them, from their doctor's perspective, go buy a glasses at Warby Parker if they're going to get a better deal. And our job is to show them that we could give them a better deal. That's legit. That's not... That is truly a better deal. It's tough. I'd, I'd like to hear, I, I like what you just said. I'd like to hear what other people have to say. You know, if anybody has any uh, good suggestions on things that, you know, they uh, say to patients when they say, you know, hey, we're going to go ahead and uh, get, get our glasses online or what's your opinion on it. Um, I'd love to hear what you have to say. So we have been doing uh, case presentations for the last uh, two uh, weeks now and uh, love the engagement, really appreciate it. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the pictures and the cases and a little bit about, you know, the backstory of some of these things. So this week we are going to do a name that ocular finding. So clearly you can't see it right now, but I'm going to describe it. I'm going to give you some hints, and I think the hints will start your thought process, okay? So it is a classic example of negative and positive staining. <clears throat> a classic example of negative and positive staining. So it is, and it is a reason some people utilize hypoosmotic artificial tears, artificial tears. Artificial That's how you say it in Boston. <laughs> uh, hypoosmotic artificial tears called fresh coat. Okay, so it's a classic example of negative staining, specifically negative staining, but negative, the difference between negative and positive staining. And it is a reason some people utilize hypoosmotic artificial tears. Uh, <clears throat> for example, fresh coat. So that's ocular finding number one. You're going to see a picture of this. Uh, the reason why it came to my mind is I had a good friend come in recently. He's got constantly issues with contact lenses. He's a high myope, just cannot wear contact lenses. Definitely has dry eye. And then I saw this year that he has this. And so I educated him about it. And, uh, you know, we're just going to leave it at that. So that's name that ocular finding number one. Check out our Facebook page and Instagram stories for this photo and a little backstory on the condition. Name that ocular finding number two. Little hint. What, and I'd like to know what you do with this. That's really what we're going to get out of this one. So it is either papillae or follicles. So that's, I'm going to make it real simple for you. What you're looking at here is either a papillae or a follicle. It's under the a lid. I want to know mm -hmm. what is the mechanism of action here? So what are you actually seeing in this picture? What's in these lumps? 
And what do you think is the best treatment for this? And I know that there has been, you know, back and forth, up and down, left and right, different types of uh, drops and treatments that people use for this. Some people are so, you know, um, strong one way or the other. I've seen lots of conversations about this on social media. So I'd love to know what is the best treatment that you believe you use for this? And what is the vessel appearance of this finding? So I think you'll know what I'm talking about with just that description. You're probably thinking about, you know, the vessel appearance of one and the vessel appearance of the other. I know we all learned this in school. So take a look at that. I want to know what the mechanism of action is and what do you think the best treatment is? Uh, and, and if you have some personal, you know, anecdotes on that, we'd love to hear it. TikTok iDoc Roya, you have been kicking butt with this. You know, I just have to keep my reputation high. You know, TikTok iDoc. That's going to be your new, you know, people are going to see on the street and be like, yo, that's a TikTok iDoc. I hope so. That's just, that's a hashtag goal. That's a hashtag goal. So hashtag TikTok iDoc. And uh, we've been... The third week. Yeah, we're going strong. Uh, I love Mm -hmm. all of the participation and really uh, creative videos. These, you know, TikTok, it is a short... Uh, you know, I think the less planned, <laughs> as goofy as that sounds, the less planned uh, and simple it is, the more, you know, views you get. And you will be surprised. You know, I know there's a lot of stuff out there about TikTok. Is it good? Is it bad? Is China watching us? I'd like to stay away from all that. The point is there's it's the fastest growing social media platform and lots of, you know, uh, young uh, patients are are interacting with it. And, you know, I've had lots of patients come in, talk to me about my TikToks and want to do TikToks with me. And I think that's pretty cool. So week one, we said, show off your office. Great, great videos there. Thank you so much. Week two, we said, give us a scleral contact lens, successful story, successful outcome. Tell us a little bit about that and show some video on it. Uh, and, uh, you know, thanks to all of those that utilize the Valley Contacts uh, custom stable uh, lens to uh, give us that story. Week three, this is week three. Here we go. So give us an eye fact. All right. Yes. So t- we like simplicity. Yeah. Tell us about it. Where people can read it. Um, easy ways to incorporate words on your on your little video. Right whether it be talking about nearsighted, farsighted, astigmatism, anything. Could be super basic, could be how to put, how, what contacts are made of, whatever it is. Give us something interesting that the layman will enjoy. Yeah. Then, as a review of our game, we are, the topic is due, or basically your video is due by Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern. And we are announcing winners on Saturdays with special prizes using hashtag TikTok iDoc to identify your posts. So be sure to 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 uh, join us. Awesome. Cool. Can't wait to see it. We've been doing a national boards review question uh, every week also. So I got a national boards review question. We're going to post this on Thursday on our social media platforms, both our Facebook and Instagram stories. Uh, so the question this week is beta blockers. What the heck are they? <laughs> That's the question. Good question. So do they work by blocking beta cells in the pancreas? Do they work by inducing epinephrine to be more effective beta blockers? Is that what they do? Uh, do they work by blocking beta receptors on the surface of cells? And or do they speed up heart rate beta blockers? What do they do? 
So that's a good one. Prostaglandin analogs. Do they work by down-regulating MMPs? Do they work by up-regulating MMPs? Do they decrease IOP by decreasing the production of aqueous? Or do they work by increasing the outflow of the trabecular meshwork pathway? Prostaglandin analogs. So we're going to have the answers of that question and the beta blocker question on our social media platforms on Thursday. Cool. So I think we got a really cool topic. Uh, you know, you must have been reading my mind about this, Roya, because I uh, was just talking to somebody about this and I actually just got samples in my office for it. And uh, I was going to bring this up to you. So this is super duper exciting. I read your you, mind or you read you really mine. Did. I think or I, I read yours. Vibes. Yes, that could be. Okay, so the new news. Basically, let's talk about new things we can actually use in clinic. So these are new FDA approvals, most of which have medications available to be used, to be prescribed right away. So the first thing I want to talk about is kind of a new category of medication that you can use, and it's called Upnique. Like unique, but Upnique. I don't know if that's how you really say it, but upnik, yeah, definitely. It's like the new sequa, but I don't know. Upnik. 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 Whatever. So, anyways, this is a pretty cool medication. It was FDA approved in July 2020. It is a direct acting alpha adrenergic receptor agonist. What does it do? Well, aside from treating red eye, (laughs) just kidding, um, it has a significant improvement in the superior visual field by increasing or decreasing atosis. So pretty cool. What it does is for up to six hours or so, they've shown to raise a lid by one to two millimeters, which is super cool. So someone who has atosis that annoys them, this is something that they could use as a drop for a temporary improvement of ptosis. So really cool new medication. I've actually mentioned it several times in the past couple of weeks to, for patients to look out for this. And Anyone I mention it to gets really excited about the option. So definitely something worth mentioning to your patients um, to talk about. Yeah. You already got samples. Yeah, pretty interesting uh, medicine. So it's, a, as you said, alpha adrenoreceptor agonist targeting a subset of adrenoreceptors in Mueller's muscle of the eyelid. So it opens the lids. I mean, how many times you look at someone and say, your lids are uneven or, you know, as patients age, your eyelids are really kind of starting to sag. What we were talking about, you know, like, do you mention something about someone in the beginning? This is one of the things I was thinking about. Um, you know, one of my things that I'll say to patients is as we age, everything starts to go south. You know, everything starts to sag. I mean, I feel like maybe because I'm a woman, but like, I think girls just confide in girls more than a woman, if, Probably. If, a, if a man asked me, do you feel like your lid's droopy? I'd be like, what? Yeah, I <laughs> say it all the time. Me? Say it to people all M-Mepper? the time. I'm just kidding. This is, I'll be pissed. If, some, if you said that to me, I'd be like, excuse me, no. <laughs> what about your, what are your wrinkles? Yeah. But if, no. if I said that, like if a girl said that to me, I'd be like, oh, I know. It's so stupid. What's going to be interesting here, I think, is, you know, when you really dig into, and I don't know that folks will be, but when you, you know, it's kind of like 
a beta blocker, you know, any sort of, um, you know, sympathomimetic or, uh, you know, any sort of medicine that is working on the, um, you know, the, the sympathetic or autonomic nervous system, potentially, um, you are going to have the potential for, you know, heart related issues, breathing issues, et cetera. So here we have alpha adrenergic, uh, agonist, agonist we know can impact, impact blood blood pressure. So that's going to be like our number one thing as far as adverse events or um, concerns. But if you dig into the data, it really is quite minimal uh, as far as really any sort of, you know, systemic type of side effects. So, you know, I think that'll be the thing that's going to make or break this for some people. You know, you'll talk to folks about it and certainly, you know, at least at first glance, it's going to be more applicable in, you know, the 65 plus category, which for me, a lot of those folks have blood pressure issues, cardiovascular issues. So are folks going to be comfortable prescribing this? Number one, are folks going to be comfortable taking it when they look at the package insert? So that's going to be my question. I, I, for me, I've looked at it. The data is very convincing as far as it not being a very significant risk, but that's something to know. Um, I think another thing to note is that it could cause acute angle closure. So something important to think about for anyone who is especially hyperopic and in the older age category. And also, atosis is the most common lid disorder in adults over 50 even. 12% of people over 50 have this issue. And one drop lasting that long, it's a 0.1%, so pretty low percentage. So anyway, it's a cool option. It'll be interesting to see how that how prescribing trends and options, but we know, especially when it comes to, let's just say vanity, because it is vanity to some extent. People are all about it. This is going to be, I mean, there's absolutely, if you look at the data, like you said, there is a clinical significant difference in superior visual field improvement. So there's a medical side, a hundred percent, um, and visual side, a hundred percent, but this is going to fall into an aesthetics category for me. You know, I mean, this is going to be, you know, you want to look better and see better, obviously, yeah. but do you want to look better? And so, you know, folks are going to be interested. How do you, how do you get this paid for? Well, it's going to be through a specialty pharmacy, mostly cash based. Um, and it looks like it's going to be around $75 a month. That's, that's what we're hearing. So those are, those are interesting things. I think you know, it's not going to be covered by insurance. Uh, it's going to be, you know, through a specialty pharmacy and I think it's going to be around $75 a month. That's what I'm hearing. So, um, pretty cool. Okay. Yes. Next new, new. Yeah. Let's hear it. Um, kind of fun to hear about Zeravate. Yes. Zeravate is Zyrtec made eye drop. What do you think of this? Why would we need a Zyrtec eye drop? Good question. (laughs) Well, first of all, super old study. Because we ran out of olipatidines to reformulate. (laughs) And all the patidase. All the patidase are now available and just Over confusing the, the hell out of everyone. Three versions. Jeez. Why couldn't they have just given them the names that they had originally? Don't know, but drives me insane. <laughs> but for reals, Zeravate. Back in 2004, there was a study that showed loratadine versus cetirizine. So that's our um, Zyrtec versus uh, whatever loratadine is. I can't, I'm going blank. But anyways, it was checking for the associated signs and symptoms of dryness Hmm. after use. And actually they checked a couple different intervals, but within four days of using those medications, there are signs of ocular dryness, including corneal staining, conch staining, tear breakup time, and general ocular discomfort. We know that these medications are all targeting particularly the uh, mucus or the goblet cells. Um, 
you know, drying everything out. I tell my patients it's meant to dry things out. It's meant to dry things up um, to help prevent that post-nasal drip and all that extra mucus production that bad for people who have dry eyes. So is Zyrtec made into an eye drop effective? Yes. In fact, within three minutes, it's shown to relieve itchy eyes. And um, it also provides a hundredfold less systemic exposure mm. compared to taking the normal tablets. Mm. Another thing that seems like a simple and obvious reason, but worth mentioning for sure, is we know that cetirizine is also shown or Zyrtec is shown to absolutely affect, um, let's just say productivity, makes people sleepier for some people. Mm. And so if you are, I, I like to call out, I do prescribe a lot of allergy medications because in the North, Northwest, where, where are you? Um, allergies are an issue. And I like to ask people specifically that tell me that they're taking an allergy medication. Mm. What are your allergies? Like, what do you, what's, what are your biggest symptoms? And if they're saying it's post nasal drip and itchy eyes, I would recommend something like uh, topically because if, especially when they have the secondary dry eye components, they're making it worse by using the allergy drop. So I think this is a nice option. I mean, granted, it's a newer, uh, active ingredient. So I'm I'm all about the patadays. It's but old. What's newer it's active old, ingredient? But it's new. It's old, but it's not, and it's a new new formulation. Yeah. So, so have you used it at all? It is available. I have emailed the rep, yeah. so I'm just waiting on samples. Yeah, we we've had samples most of the summer now, and it's I I I've prescribed it a handful of times. I've used it myself. You know, the difficulty, you know, I mean, no offense to, you know, the companies. I, I think this is great. I think it's good. And we have a new option. I, I think um, it's so tough, you know, with allergy medicines. There's such a ton of them. You know, there's such a ton of them. So you get, it, you know, prior authorization. I mean, you're not going to get this covered by an insurance, period. <laughs> you know, that's been my experience. You're not going to get this covered. Not by unless insurance. you get like all the others. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. And they're going through, this is made by a company called Ivance. Um, good company doing a lot of reformulations. Uh, they've purchased old products like Fresh Coat and Tobredex ST and um, Flarex. And um, now they have, you know, Zervate. And uh, I think they're trying to, you know, make things that have kind of got lost in the shuffle, um, you know, more prominent and accessible, which is good. Uh, so they're working through specialty pharmacies and they have coupons and all that kind of stuff. So I, I would advocate to try to have not had, you know, the, the most wow, you know, type of experience with it, but um, it definitely works. There's no question about that. To all of the companies producing allergy drops on the market, can somebody please produce a preservative-free option. Mm. Just saying. Yeah, you know what was really interesting with Zervate, the samples came out in a um, single-dose vials, um, and it actually just had to do with some manufacturing thing. Because when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. This is preservative-free. And they're like, no, it's just because we couldn't get them in bottles. So they're just in these little tiny things. So. So if you get them and you think, oh my God, this is preservative free. It's not. It's actually just the way they packaged it. Rude. Okay. Next up, a new fun thing that I think is worth talking about. If we're going to stick on the, you know, it's not a, it's not a antihistamine, but let's talk about a, a new steroid formulation. It is called Dextenza. 
this is kind of old old news at this point. Yeah. It's been FDA approved since 2018, but honestly, it's become a lot more popular recently yep. and I guess becoming more available. So Dextenza is by a company called Ocular Therapeutics. Um, it is a 0.4 milligram steroid insert or plug that delivers medication to the ocular surface for up to 30 days. It is um, FDA approved for the treatment of inflammation or post-op pain or post-operative pain. Um, also preservative free. It can be placed, um, obviously, like a plug, whether it be in the OR, behind a slit lamp. It swells the canaliculus. Um, and also kind of cool, it illuminates with a cobalt blue filter. Yeah. So you can check to see if it's in the right spot. Uh, it is a little tricky to put in. We can talk about that in a second. But what's cool about it is you think, oh, my God, dexamethasone, that's a strong steroid. Am I going to have to worry about that for a month? Is that going to increase eye pressure? Studies show there's no significant change in IOP or ocular toxicities noted um, with the use of this uh, insert. And um, it it met all checkpoints needed. So it is a great option, and yes, of course, it's approved specifically for post-op pain and inflammation, but obviously, whenever anything becomes available, we all love off-label considerations. Jimmy, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, our, our um, I think the reason why it's become more popular recently is that they got some approval for coverage through um, Medicare, and so then it was actually able to be done and be paid for. There's all sorts of, you know, like this sort of like buy and bill sort of um, idea. The injections for, you know, most retinal issues, Lucentis and Ilea, those types of things, are all categorized in this buy and bill category. So you buy stock, you know, a stock of these medicines, in this case, a plug, and then you bill, you know, the insurance and, um, for, for the procedure and also the, the, the thing. Um, and so in this case, that, that code was, I think recently maybe in, in the spring or late winter, probably in the winter, um, approved. So our surgeon's been doing it. Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I would love the opportunity to do it myself, you know, for patients that have dry eye and, you know, for inf inflammatory reasons, as opposed to it just being for, you know, surgical reasons. Um, you know, do we need another way to treat post-operative inflammation? Probably not. <laughs> but um, what I will say is that it is one big ass plug. It is big. And so, you know, if you don't get it down in like the punctin, really, you know, push it down in there. I've had, you know, when my surgeon first started doing it, uh, didn't he didn't push it down enough. And there was a few of them that were like, you know, um, prairie dogging their way out. And it was like <laughs> the biggest plug you've ever seen in your life. You're like, oh my God, what is that alien in your punctin? Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, you definitely, I guess it's a little bit of a learning curve. You wouldn't think that it would be, but it's a, it's just a big plug. Definitely. Well, and also, um, I forgot what I was going to say. That's it. Oh, I did do remember. It is actually preservative free. So oh, if okay. I were to argue your comment of what do we need, do we need another one? I think any form of a preservative free, any drop, including a steroid, especially after, um, some sort of surgical procedure is a great idea. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my one devil's advocate comment. Yeah. But you know, anything like this, any new thing is always a little more expensive. 
and that's something to consider when utilizing it. But something cool and new. Absolutely. Well, I think that about does it. Before we go, reach out to us for feedback, questions, stories, things you want us to talk about, either through email or on our Instagram or Facebook. We never depart without saying thanks to Valley Contacts for their support, both for the amazing lenses they make and the great people they are to work with. And be sure and tune in and listen to our next episodes. But until then, try not to blink. <laughs>